Hello, my good friends. This is Dan Jones with another Quiet Talk to share with you today. Are you familiar with a condition called seasonal affective disorder? It's a kind of depression that occurs during certain times of the year, sometimes lasting months. As I understand it, for most people, it happens in the winter. I know a little about this because I lived in western Washington state for three years. The rainy season there lasts for about nine months. If you see the sun any time between Halloween and Memorial Day, you feel like throwing a party. Of course, the people who grew up there are not bothered by this depressing truth about the weather. They've never known any difference. But moving there from the south especially is challenging. They do have some pretty mountains there. Occasionally, you can actually see them. Now, I'm not a psychologist, and I don't play one in this podcast, but there are certain things about human behavior and human feelings that are obvious to everybody. If I get wonderful, unexpected news, it makes me happy. If people are constantly bombarded with doomsday messages like, there's this disease that's going to kill millions of people if you don't stay inside your house, then... They might just be fearful. You don't have to go to college to know these things. In this talk, I'm sort of going to make an observation that's based on my own personal experience as well as the experience of many other people. I think we can apply this to our Christian walk. Maybe you've also heard of biorhythms. I've never really studied that, but according to Wikipedia, that infallible repository of all that is faithful and true, Biorhythms is a pseudoscience. In other words, it's hokum. Now, as the article describes the idea, I agree. I don't think there are cycles in our lives that last exactly 23, 28, and 33 days. But I do believe there are cycles in our lives that affect us in various ways. Nobody would question that there are more or less predictable cycles in the life of a woman. It's just plain biology. Those cycles are mostly physical, but can also be emotional to one degree or another. But all of us experience different kinds of cycles in our emotions. What I want specifically to talk about is how we have cycles in our spiritual lives. They are not inborn, but are the result of our experiences and habits. Let me illustrate from my own life. First of all, I'll point out that we can have certain cycles that are daily or more stretched out that may affect us at certain times of the year. For me, the most noticeable is the daily cycle. I have a greater sensitivity to God and His Word early in the morning. That's probably because many years ago I began trying to have a devotional time alone with God first thing in the morning. Notice that I wasn't born this way. But this is the result of habit. I write these talks almost always in the morning. If you have carpet in your home after a number of years, it's easy to see where people walk on it the most. In the same way, we have pathways in our souls that are there because of our daily or weekly or monthly habits. For most of us, we have a weekly cycle. It may not involve our feelings so much, but but that it centers on Sunday. That's when we go to church. Let me just say in passing that I'm so grateful to my godly parents, both of whom are now with the Lord, because they took us to church every Sunday. 
I don't remember a day in my childhood when my dad said he was too tired to go to church. Believe me, he worked very hard and not at a desk. As a result of this upbringing, Sundays are just different for me. That's not true for everybody. For many people, Sunday is a day off where you just have fun. I've noticed on those few occasions when I had to pick up something at the grocery store on Sunday that it seems to be the busiest shopping day of the week. I find that sad. We got our first Chick-fil-A around here last week. I didn't want to go on opening day. I figured the crowds would be just too much. So I waited till the following Tuesday night. How many people eat fast food on Tuesday night? Well, I waited in a line of cars for an hour and a half. Chick-fil-A is now second only to McDonald's in gross annual revenue among fast food restaurants. They are closed on Sundays. Well, that was a little off the subject, but not too much. Our lives are in cycles. Nobody questions the existence, for example, of certain uh, or of circadian rhythms and how they affect our sleep cycles. There are many other examples in life that I could mention. But again, I want to focus on spiritual rhythms here. In your past life, there may have been certain times of the year when maybe you engaged in certain sinful activities. Now you're seeking to follow Jesus, but at times you feel overwhelming temptations or at least a lack of spiritual interest. What can we do? Are we the slaves of these cycles in our lives? Not at all. First, we must recognize these times, whether they are times of the day, times of the month, or times of the year. Acknowledge to yourself that those seasons present a spiritual challenge for you, and then take action. God will help you. As an example, let's say that Saturday nights are hard for you because of what you used to do then. Choose to make that a special time of seeking God. Spend that time in his word. Perhaps even spend it memorizing some scripture. Talk to God and tell him about your struggles and feelings. Now, at first, you're not going to feel anything. You're not going to be highly motivated to engage in spiritual activity. Keep in mind that we don't seek God in order to get certain feelings. I'm sure there are days when you don't feel like getting up and going to work. But you do it anyway because they give you a paycheck. The long-term rewards of seeking God are much greater than any amount of money. But it's no secret that when we have good feelings, it's a lot easier to get something out of God's word and prayer. And when we are having feelings that are not good, it's harder. But you must not be ruled by your feelings. Seek God anyway. Spend time with him, even if it feels like he's far away. Even when you feel like you're getting absolutely nothing out of it, but just going through the motions. Now, there is a practice that can be very effective, but that few people engage in. But it's all over the Bible. Jesus said, when you fast. He didn't say, if you fast. Fasting is not easy at first, and don't start with a 40-day fast. Skip one meal. Work up to one day. You'll be amazed at the results, spiritually speaking. But again, this is not some instant fix. You must persevere, and over time, you will see a change. Just like those worn places in your carpet, 
you have worn places in your mind and your soul. Unlike your carpet, those places can be restored. I'm talking about thought patterns. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. What's in your heart sets the course of your life. In our modern parlance, we would probably use the word mind instead of heart. It's not easy to change our patterns of thinking. If you always reacted in anger to certain situations, it's hard to change that. Yesterday, I was at the doctor's office. They must have been busy because I wasn't called until about 35 minutes past my appointment time. At one point, I prayed and said, Lord, help me not to exhibit a bad attitude to them. But because I had been thinking mostly during that wait, what a pain it was. When they came to the waiting room and called me, I said, it's about time. Your tongue tends to reveal what's in your heart. Pray for me. But we can change. The first step is to confess and acknowledge that God's word is true when it says that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Reading that one time is not enough. Keep saying it to yourself, especially when you're in one of those down cycles spiritually. This subject doesn't necessarily lend itself to a 10-minute talk, but I hope I've given you something to think about that will help you understand your life and some of your spiritual struggles a little better. God will give you the grace to overcome. His word promises it. And remember, God not only fully understands you better than you understand yourself, but he's on your side. Psalm 56 verse 9 says, This I know that God is for me. Heavenly Father, thank you that you're on our side. Thank you that you understand us and you understands our, understand our struggles much better than we do. So give us the grace, Lord Jesus, to be faithful daily when we feel like it, when we don't feel like it, to seek the Lord and to be transformed, Lord Jesus, by the renewing of our minds, by the engrafted word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear friend, pray for us at the Bread of Life Anglican Church. We've been at this church plant for a little over two years, and God has been with us. We're still surviving. Thank God for that. And if you happen to live in the uh, Schenectady area, we meet at 10 o'clock on Sundays at the American Legion Hall, which is at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady. We would love to meet you if you live around here. God bless you. And I pray the Lord will be with you in a special way this week.